We're going to turn our Bibles this morning to the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter number one, and that's where we have been studying through on Sunday mornings as we've started out this year, the year of 2023. We've been looking at Colossians chapter number one, and we're going to look at a special verse there in Colossians chapter one this morning. We're going to go down to verse number 11 in Colossians chapter one, and here's what we've been looking at on Sunday mornings. We've been seeing some areas in which we need to abound. You say, why are you talking specifically about that? Because of our theme this year. We're to be always abounding. And so Colossians chapter 1, I believe, very clearly lays out for us some things in our life as Christians that we need to be always abounding in. And then another thing that we've shared with you as we've gone through these messages on Sunday mornings in the year of 2023 is the blessings that come as we are abounding in the things of God. So God not only desires that we are always abounding in some uh, things that we very clearly see here in his word, uh, but that uh, we're, we'll notice the, the blessings that come as we're going to be abounding in these things. Now, Paul wrote the book of Colossians. We've said this just about every time we've opened the book of Colossians here on Sunday mornings. We said that he wrote this book while he was in prison at Rome, and he wrote it to the church of Colossae. And he had received some good news from one of the uh, spiritual leaders there. His name was Epaphras. And he had delivered some good news to Paul. And that good news was that the Christians there at the Church of Colossae, they were, were walking in a spirit of love. And so because he had received that good news from Epaphras, it led him to begin praying for the believers there at Colossae. As a matter of fact, in verse number 9, he says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And so Paul begins a prayer there for the believers at the church of Colossae. And that's what we've noticed at the start of this year, this prayer that Paul has for the believers. Some things that he is praying that God will allow their lives to be always abounding in. And so what we've looked at so far in the book of Colossians chapter number one, we've seen that he wants us to be abounding in a life that is pleasing to God. He's praying that for the Christians there, for the saints there that are Colossae. He wants us to be living a life and always abounding in a life that is pleasing to God. And then we said in our messages at the start of the year of 2023, we said that God wants us to always be abounding in growth in the knowledge of God. He wants, to be, he wants us to be growing in the knowledge of God's will for our life and then in, 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 in wisdom and in spiritual understanding as well. And then we talked about how that God wants us to be always abounding in a walk worthy of the Lord. He wants our walk to be a walk that is worthy of the Lord. And then he wants us to be abounding in love. And we preached about that several Sundays ago, that God wants us to have this character trait of love, and he wants us to be always abounding in love. Let's be people of love. Let's love one another. Let's love God with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our soul and all of our strength. Let's learn to even love our enemies. God wants us to be always abounding in that. And then the blessings that come with that. And then last week, we touched on this thought, that God wants us to be always abounding in fruitfulness. He wants us to live a fruitful life for his honor and for his glory. But we come to another part in Colossians chapter 1 and uh, verse number 11. We're going to look at verse number 11 this morning. We've seen some thoughts in verse number 8. We've seen some thoughts in verse number uh, 10. And then now we want to look at verse number 11. And we want to talk about a subject this morning of something that God wants us to be always abounding in. Uh, really a trait that we ought to have in our lives. A quality, a character quality in our life that we need to have. And we need to be abounding in so we can be serving God for his honor and for his glory. And we find that in verse number 11. Now, let me say this before I start this morning into the message. 
that as we're going through Colossians chapter 1, there are reasons why I'm picking out certain character traits or certain uh, 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 mentions that Paul gives in this prayer on certain Sundays. And I really feel like the Lord would have us to, to preach from this one this morning. And so you'll, you'll notice we've been kind of skipping around a little bit. We haven't gone right in order. We've been kind of skipping around through the scriptures. And we're going to skip over in verse 11 a part that we're going to come back to later. So we're not, we're not, going, to, we're not going to just pass over that and not come back to it. We're going to come back to it. But for now, I feel like the Lord would have us to talk about a, sp a special subject here from verse number 11 just for this Sunday. This is the way I felt like the Lord was leading for today. So look at what it says in verse number 11. It says this. This is, again, part of Paul's prayer for the believers. He says, strengthened with all might. So that's something that Paul is desiring for these Christians. He wants them to be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Now, we're going to pass over that just for today. We're going to come back there at a later time if the Lord continues to lead my heart to go through Colossians chapter 1 on Sunday mornings. We'll come back to that. But I want to skip over that particular part this morning, and I want us to go to the next part of verse number 11. So Paul's saying, I'm desired that you would be strengthened. I'm desiring that you would, and praying for you that you would be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. But then look at the next part. This is something we need to be always abounding in. Look at what he says. Unto all, what's the next word? Patience. Unto all patience. And then notice the next word that goes hand in hand with the word patience because really it has the same thought, the same idea with a different concept. And we're going to notice that today. He says, and long-suffering. We're going to talk this morning about always abounding in patience. Always abounding in patience. And I want us to notice three things that I think we can very clearly see from verse number 11 today about patience. The first thing I want us to notice is this, and may God speak to our hearts today. When we think of this subject of patience, because I'd say if we were to be honest with ourselves this morning, I'd say if we were to be thoroughly honest with ourselves and before God this morning, not to have to be honest with one another, we don't have to do that, but to be honest in our own hearts and honest with, one, excuse me, with the Lord, that we would say there are times in our life where we can work on our patience. And God desires that we are always abounding in patience. Paul prays that for the church of Colossae. He prays that for the believers. And so I want us to notice number one this morning. I want us to see the power for patience. The power for patience. What I'm trying to say is this. Patience is not something that in our own strength we're just going to be able to accomplish in our life. We need power for patience. But notice the Bible gives us the answer for that. Look with me if you would at the start of verse number 11. The part of the scripture that I told you we're going to skip over we're going to come back to later. But I want to touch on it in just a moment here. I want us to see that power precedes patience. There is power that precedes patience, meaning there has to be something that gives us the power to be able to then act on that patience. And notice what the Bible says in verse number 11. It says this, strengthened with all might, and we'll come back to that one in just a moment. And then notice what he says, according to his glorious power. Now, how do we have power to have patience today? We have power that comes from God. God is the only one who can give us the power to have patience. So power precedes patience. The power that comes from God that enables us to have this patience that God wants us to have in our lives. Then notice the start of verse number 11. It says this, strengthened with all might. Now we said power precedes patience, but a second thought I want to give you is this, strength brings 
steadfastness. Power precedes patience, which means in order to have patience, there's something that's got to give me the power to be able to do that. Well, that power comes from the Lord. But then notice the start of verse number 11. He also says, strengthened with all might. Strength brings steadfastness. Now, who does that strength come from? That strength comes from the Lord. The strength that God gives us in order to have enough patience where we're going to say, I'm going to be steadfast. And by the way, we'll talk about that in just a minute. I'm going to be steadfast. I'm going to persevere. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to be patient enough to do that. Now, let's notice a word in verse number 11 that helps us to understand this power that we have for patience. Look at the word that we see in verse number 11. He says at the start of the verse, strengthen with all might. He says, according to his glorious power. Now, notice the next word, unto He uses the word unto, and the word unto is the way of saying this. He's saying, for the attaining of, for the attaining of, meaning if we were to put all that together, we would say this, power is needed in order to attain patience. He says, unto all patience, meaning Uh, I'm able to attain this patience by the power that God is able to give me. So that word unto has the idea of for the attaining of, or we could say it this way, showing a motion towards something. So the power that God gives me shows the motion or gives me the strength to push on towards living a life of patience. So when we are faced with the circumstances of life, and we all have to face them, don't we? We're faced with the circumstances of life. When we are faced with the difficulties of life, when we're faced with the challenges of life, it takes power from God in order to remain patient. I think we would all agree with that today. If I'm going to attain this patience, there has to be something that precedes it. There has to be something that gives me the strength to be able to do it and the power to do it. And that power and that strength comes from Almighty God. Because I think you would agree with me today, sometimes patience can be difficult, can it? We want things perhaps now. And we want things to happen quickly. But the challenge that God gives us in His Word is that we are to wait Well, what gives us the power and strength to be able to do that? God is the one who gives us the power for patience. So our natural, our fleshly tendency is to be impatient, isn't it? That's what we would naturally lean towards. Our fleshly tendency would be to be impatient. And not only to be impatient, but also to respond at times with anger. Or to get to a place where we become resentful instead of patiently waiting on God and allowing Him to work out circumstances and situations in our life. So we're going to need God's power in order to exhibit patience with the problem areas of life. With people that sometimes we need patience with. Have you ever had a time in your life where you would acknowledge along with me that there is a person that God has just challenged your patience with? And you say, hey, there's the, the, the problems of life that we need patience with. There are people around us that we need patience with. And then how about the patience that we need on the pathway of this Christian life? Problems that we face, people that we have to face, the pathway of our Christian life. God's strength and God's power enables us to exhibit that patience that we need as we face those problems. As we have to deal with people.
people that we may have to uh, have God's strength to be patient with. And as we're on the pathway of this Christian life. So I want us to notice two things about this power for patience this morning. Number one, I want us to see the description of this power. The description of this power is simply this. It's not my own power, it's God's power, isn't it? The Bible even very clearly says that in verse number 11. He says, we're strengthened with all might according to whose glorious power? It says, his glorious power. No power of my own can help me exhibit this patience. But i got to have strength and i got to have power from God. He is the only one that can give me this, patience, or this power excuse me, to exhibit this patience in my life. So the description of this power is that it's not mine but it's described as being God's power. It's a supernatural power that allows me to have patience. It is holy. We could say it this way. It is Holy Spirit energized. It's a, it's a power that only the Holy Spirit can energize in our lives to help us to be patient the way that we should. So number one, we saw the description of this power. But number two, I want us to notice the display of this power. The display of this power. This power behind our patience. Remember, we're talking about power for patience. This power behind our patience is displayed and it's revealed to others. Remember, we're talking about the display of this power. It's displayed and it's revealed to others as God gives us the strength to live a quiet and to live a cheerful and a joyful life no matter the circumstances and the difficulties and the problems and the challenges and the people that are around us. God allows us to display and reveal that patience that he gives us the strength and the power to be able to exhibit. So as we're yielded to, as we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, God gives us the strength to have the strength and the power to have this patience. Now we've been talking a lot about how important it is to yield to and be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You say, I want to be a person that's patient. You're only going to be patient as you're yielded to and you are filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Hey, there are some things he wants us to be always abounding in, but we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own power. That power has to come from the Lord. And so when in, in our lives, when we are displaying patience to others around us, we are then giving evidence to the fact that we are drawing upon the resources of the Holy Spirit. We're not drawing upon the resources of our own strength. Hope that makes sense to you this morning. We're drawing upon the resources of God's Holy Spirit that the Bible tells us lives inside of us. So number one, the power for patience. But number two, I want us to notice this morning the persistence of patience. I want us to notice the persistence of patience this morning. Not only the power that God gives us to be patient, but then also the persistence that we should see in our patience. Notice there are two different words that are mentioned here in verse number 11. And we want to look at both of them. Look at verse number 11, if you would, again, in, first, in, excuse me, in Colossians chapter number 1. Look at these words again. It says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. So there we got it. The power that we have for patience comes from God. We've got to be strengthened by him. But then notice the words that describe patience there. It says this, unto all patience and long-suffering. Now let's talk about those two words, the first word. Let's talk about the first word, the word patience that's mentioned there in verse number 11. That word patience there that's mentioned in verse number 11 has the idea of long endurance, that you're able to endure long. Matter of fact, it's another word that we could describe that we see throughout the Bible. It describes the word steadfastness. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, that's a verse that we are using as our theme verse for the year of 2023. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's what this word patience in verse number 11 implies. The fact that you are going to be a person who endures long. You're going to be a person who has steadfastness in your life. It also is a way of us saying perseverance. We're going to persevere. We're going to press on. We're, we're simply not going to quit. It, it's it's, it's a, a, a way of saying, and I know some have said this before, maybe some have used this, uh, this, this wordage before, maybe you've even heard this before, a person who has stick to You've heard that, haven't you? And we just stick to it. And we just don't quit. We're steadfast. We're able to endure long. We've got stick to We're not going to quit. It's a way of God saying, keep on keeping on. Don't give up. Evangelist um, Chase Witten was here with us last September. He brought his bike with him and he, and he jumped the, the, the ramp outside here. And every now and then, Brother Chase Witten will send me uh, an encouraging text message. I love it when I get messages from various preachers. And he, he encouraged me this week and he sent me a text message. And this is all the text message said. All it said was this, keep on the firing line. That's all it said. He was just trying to encourage me that day with that text message, keep on the firing line. Keep on keeping on. Have patience to endure and don't quit. Let's have a stick to in our life. Can I say this? This is a quality that God desires in our lives. He desires us to be always abounding in patience, to have perseverance, to be able to endure long now, when we think of perseverance, when we think of being steadfast, when we think of keep on keeping on and not quitting when challenges come and when things can get difficult, it helps us to understand why God says we're going to need his power to do this. Would you agree with me? We're going to need God's power to do this because when he tells us to be patient in our own human tendencies, we say, well, this is tough to do. Man, it's tough to keep on keeping on. It's tough not to quit. It's tough to have stick to It's tough to have steadfastness and to just have long endurance. That's not always easy. Well, that's where God's power comes in. And we can see why he's asking us to rely upon his power and his strength to be able to do this. Now, you're in Colossians chapter 1. Would you turn with me in a, a moment to Colossians chapter 3? Look at Colossians chapter 3, and let's notice something that Paul says in Colossians chapter 3. Look with me, if you would, at verse number 11. I'm sorry, verse number 12. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 12. Now, while I'm reading verse number 12 of Colossians chapter 3, remember what Paul has already said in Colossians chapter 1. And we're going to come back to that in a moment. Notice in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, he says this. Put on, therefore... As the elect of God. Now, when he says put on, it sounds like something he is encouraging them to do. Almost really a command that Paul gives. If he's saying put this on, it would be like parents saying to their children, hey, put on these, these clothes. I've laid them out here for you. You put them on. Paul's saying these are some things I want you to be wearing as a Christian. I want you to be putting these things on. He's exhorting them. So notice what he says. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, what's the last word? Long suffering. Now let's go back to chapter number one. What do we learn in chapter number one? We learned in chapter number one that Paul is praying for the believers to have patience. Well, now in chapter number three, he's exhorting them to have it. 
He's saying in chapter 1, I've prayed for you to have it. I'm trusting God can give it to you. But now I'm telling you to put it on. You've got, I'm exhorting you to have patience. You've got to have patience in your life. Look at verse number 11, if you would, one more time in Colossians chapter number 1. He says this, Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. Now let's notice the first word again. Unto all patience. Now I already told you what the word patience means, but now let me tell you what it relates to. That word patience in verse number 11 relates to the circumstances that we go, to, go through. We all go through circumstances of life, don't we? We all go through difficulties and we all go through challenges of life. We all go through the ups and downs of life. Well, here's what Paul is trying to say. He's saying, as God gives you the power and the strength to have patience relating to the circumstances that you go through, he's encouraging the believers to respond to them the right way. Respond to the difficulties and the challenges of life with a spirit where you say, I'm just not going to give up. I'm going to have patience to endure. And can I say this? Really, as Paul speaks there, he's encouraging them the correct way to respond to the circumstances they go through. And he's talking really about the difficult ones, especially the difficult ones. There's going to be some times, church of Colossae, where you're going to go through some difficult times. There's going to be times, Victory Baptist Church, where you're going to go through some difficult times. He's saying, let's respond to them the right way, especially the difficult ones. Now, this comes to where we sang our song a minute ago. I told you it was going to come back into the message this morning. We sang, Onward Christian Soldiers. It's kind of like a soldier who goes through the difficulties of being a soldier. And the difficulties of battle and the difficulties of war that he has to face. What does he do? He doesn't quit, does he? He keeps on going forward. And he keeps pressing on. He keeps on the firing line. And the song encouraged us this morning, onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before to, to not quit, but to go onward and to go forward for the Lord. It, it kind of gives us the illustration of a runner when he's running in a race. He doesn't just sit down and stop. Even if he gets behind, he keeps going, doesn't he? We've heard illustrations before. I know you've heard illustrations before of individuals that have even fallen at the early part of a race and they've got back up after falling and losing seconds of the race and they've pressed on to finish as first place because they had perseverance, because they had stick-to-itiveness. They had patience in order to get it done. And that's what God is saying through the mouth of Paul here. He's saying, this is what I want you to do. I want you to have the ability to remain under the circumstances of life without succumbing, without giving up. And by the way, without complaining along the way as well, right? And without becoming resentful towards the circumstances and the difficulties that God has put in your life. So here's the way we can describe this word patience that we see in verse number 11. This word patience can be described as a patience that is courageous, as a patience that is triumphing, as a patience that is a conquering patience. So a courageous patience, a triumphing patience, a, a conquering patience. It's not about just going through the tough circumstances of life and letting the tide flow over you and just say, well, I'm just going to sit here and just let it happen. No, it's, 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 it's a triumphant patience, a courageous, a conquering patience where you say, I'm going to bear it. I know I've got to bear it. But while I am bearing it, I'm going to turn it into the honor and glory of God while I'm doing it. To just keep on and to keep at it. Now look at verse number 11. We're going to notice the next word. 
Verse number 11, he says this, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience. We gave you the definition of patience there. We told you what it relates to. It relates to our circumstances. But then look at the next word, and long-suffering. Now, there's a meaning behind this word as well. The word long-suffering there in verse number 11 has the idea of a willingness to wait and not to pay back when somebody has hurt us or harmed us, not to even become vengeance. And we know that the Bible even speaks of that. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. God says he wants us to be long-suffering enough that we would be willing to wait. We'd be willing to wait on God. We'd be willing not to try to take things into our own hands, not to try to pay somebody back or to seek revenge or to, have, or to seek vengeance. But we're willing to, listen now, we're willing to forgive. We're willing to forgive. We're willing to refuse to take revenge. And this word long-suffering relates to, remember we said the word patience relates to circumstances. The word long-suffering relates to people. We're going to go through the circumstances of life and we're going to have to be patient. But then we're also going to go through situations as we deal with people and problem areas there. And God says, I desire that you're willing to wait and forgive, not to seek revenge, but to be patient towards people as well. So we're patient in circumstances, but we're patient with people as well. Really, the word long-suffering could go back to one of the character qualities that God wants us to have in our lives that he calls the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. What's the next one? Long-suffering. He wants us to be people of patience, where we're able to wait on God. By the way, the word patience even describes, the word long-suffering even describes our God. Look with me, if you would, to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 2, and I want us to look at verse number 4. Now, in our Sunday school class this morning, we looked at Romans chapter 2 and verse number 4. And I told our Sunday school class that we would look at this again in the morning service, but we were going to give a different idea of this. Look at what verse number 2, I'm sorry, verse number 4 of Romans chapter 2 says about our God. It says this, Or despiseth, despiseth excuse me, thou the riches of his goodness... And forbearance and, what's the next word? Long-suffering. God is a God of long-suffering. And by the way, the long-suffering of our God describes, it's part of the way of describing His goodness. Look at what it says at the end of the verse. Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Part of His goodness that leads to repentance is the fact that people understand that God is a God who is long-suffering. He's a God who is patient. And can I say, if we're willing to have that character quality and character trait in our lives, it may be that that very character trait of long-suffering and patience is the one character trait that we have in our lives that may help us to point others to God. May we be people of patience. But then notice with me, if you would, verse number 11 one more time. I need us to see something in Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 11. There's a word there. It's amazing how really you can take just a word at a time and help, it to understand, help us to understand what God wants to teach us. Look at verse number 11 again. He says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto, what's the next word? All. All patience and long-suffering. Now, did you notice we described the word patience, then we described the word long-suffering. And he says that we are to, the Bible says we are to be, have God's power unto, and then he says all patience and long-suffering. The word all has the idea of all different kinds of patience and long-suffering. 
You say, well, how many different kinds could there be? Well, we've already described two this morning. There is that triumphing patience that relates to circumstances of life where we're able to endure and to be steadfast. But then there's also that waiting patience where we've got to wait, that kind of patience that that relates to people and the people that are around us. And so God says, I want you to be, have God's power when it comes to all patience and long-suffering. The different kinds of patience and long-suffering we ought to have in our lives. Now, I, I believe when we're talking about patience and we're talking about long-suffering, I think we would all agree this morning, I think you would agree with me this morning, that we all have times in which we've been, either have been or perhaps will be in days to come, tempted to not have the patience God wants us to have and to give up, to quit, not to keep on the firing line as we talked about this morning. It's easier at times not to have patience. And so real quickly, I want to share with you this morning some thoughts that the Lord has put on my mind as I was thinking about this this week. What are, the, what are the areas around us that can tempt us to quit and not to have this patience that God wants us to have? I thought about this, number one, the allurements of this world around us. Man, the, the allurements of this world certainly would tempt us to quit and not have the kind of patience that God wants us to have. So the world, by the way, the world's one of our enemies, isn't it? We're to live in the world, but we're not to be of the world. We're not to be like the world. And so the allurements of this world can certainly cause us to have that tendency to want to wanna quit or, or the temptation to give up. But then I thought about this, number two, the weakness of our resolve. That's the enemy uh, called our flesh. Now, Paul said this statement. He said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. It was said in the scriptures, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There are tendencies sometimes because of the world that's around us to quit. There's the tendency sometimes because of the weakness of our resolve or our flesh. Sometimes the old flesh doesn't want to keep going on, does it? But God says, I want you to live in patience. Think about this, the third enemy that we have. We can be tempted to give up and quit because of the attacks of our enemy. The allurements of this world around us, the resolve of our, of our, of our uh, the weakness of our resolve or our flesh, but then the attacks of our enemy. The Bible says he's as a roaring lion and he is seeking, the Bible says, whom he may devour. He is our enemy. He's not your friend. He hates you, doesn't he? And he doesn't want you to live in patience. He doesn't want you to respond the way that God would want you to respond. But then here's the big one. What can tempt us to quit and to give up? The frequency of our failure. Have you ever had times where you've wanted to just quit and give up because it feels like there's a frequency in your failure? Man, I feel like I want to do the right thing, but I just keep leaning towards the thing that I shouldn't do. Remember, that's what Paul said about his flesh, didn't he? He said there's a battle going on between the flesh and the spirit. And sometimes there is failure and we see the frequency of that failure. And then we fall down. But what does God say when we fall down? He says the righteous man gets back up. And he keeps on going for the honor and the glory of God. And that's what he desires for us today. Not to give in because of the frequency of our failure. Maybe it reminds you today of that besetting sin that just kind of keeps seeming to nag you. Kind of keeps holding on, as the Bible talks about there in the book of Hebrews, that besetting sin that just kind of keeps cycling back around. And you say, I just keep failing in that one area, and I feel like quitting, I feel like giving up. But God says, I want you to be always abounding in patience and long-suffering, to have the patience to keep on going. 
Now, may we be reminded for just a few moments in Scripture of a few folks that had this quality in their lives. Think of Daniel. Daniel had the quality of patience and long-suffering in his life. The Bible tells us that Daniel, in Daniel chapter 1 and verse number 8, the Bible tells that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. He knew that he couldn't take of the king's meat because that was meat that was first offered to idols. And he said, I can't take that meat. And he said, so give me vegetables. See if I can maintain my strength and my health with vegetables, but I cannot take of the king's meat. And they allowed him to have that, that diet, and God rewarded his patience and his faithfulness. The Bible tells at the end of Daniel chapter number 1 that he continued. The word continued there gives us the idea that he was steadfast, he endured, and God allowed Daniel to see so many blessings because of Daniel's patience and his long-suffering and his faithfulness to God. Think about Daniel chapter number 6, where Daniel was given the law that he could not pray. But what did he do? He patiently and in long-suffering continued on. He kept on. He had the stick to the steadfastness and the long endurance to keep on going. And was placed into the den of lions, but God sealed the mouths of the lions, didn't he? Daniel had this character trait and this quality of patience and endurance in his life. And as a result of his steadfastness, God honored him. Think of the ways that God honored Daniel. He was promoted. He was given promotion because he was steadfast. Then the Bible tells us he was given God's presence in his life because he was steadfast. As a matter of fact, there are several times in the book of Daniel where Daniel is asked to interpret dreams and remember, Daniel said, it's not my strength that's doing this, but it's God's strength that allows me to interpret these dreams. And they even looked at him and they said, and I think they had the wrong idea on this. They didn't realize that this was the true and living God, but they said, hey, the spirit of the living God lives on this guy. There is something different about Daniel. And you know what was different about Daniel? Daniel was steadfast. Daniel endured. He was long-suffering and he had patience and he just kept at it. He was faithful to God. And so God promoted him. God gave him his presence. But then God also gave him his protection, didn't he? As he was in the lion's den and the mouths of those lions were sealed, God protected David. He gave him, he, he, he was able to, to reward him for his steadfastness and his faithfulness. We see that, that, that character trait, that quality in the life of Daniel. But in Acts chapter number 2 and verse number 42, the Bible tells us, and by the way, we've been studying Acts on Sunday nights, it tells us that the early church had this quality. Let me read it real quick. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 42, the Bible says this, And they continued steadfastly. What does that mean? That means they had endurance. That means they were steadfast. That means they simply did not quit. A character trait, a quality of the early church. And then the Bible tells us that also was a quality or a character trait of Abraham. Now remember, in Genesis chapter number 12, Abraham was given some promises, wasn't he? He was given the promise of a land, a seed, and a blessing. But remember, that promise, the answers to those promises didn't come right away. What did Abraham have to do? He had to wait. And he had to wait patiently on God. He was waiting for the promises of God. Let me ask you, yes or no, did God keep his word? He sure did. God gave to Abraham those promises, but Abraham had to patiently wait and endure until he could see those promises. And then in James chapter 5, this is very unique. In James chapter 5 and verse number 11, the Bible speaks of a testimony of a man whose life uh, was a, a perfect example of patience. His name is Job. Remember all the things that Job had to go through in James chapter 5 and verse number 11. He says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job. 
and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. It describes the character trait, the quality in the life of Job as being one of patience and endurance. He just kept at it. Even when all of his children died, even when all, he lost all of his possessions, when his wife even looked at him and said, why don't you just curse God and die? The Bible says that Job stayed at it. And he's a perfect example of patience. But then in Hebrews chapter 12, we get the greatest example of patience in the scripture. The greatest example we could ever get humanly is the example of Jesus Christ, right? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Listen to this. And let us run with, what's the next word? Patience. Run with patience. Let's have a continuing endurance. That's what that word patience in verse number one means. We're to have a continuing endurance where we just do not quit. Whatever ministry I'm involved in, I'm not going to quit in it. Whatever thing God has put on my heart and stirred me to do in his service, I'm not going to quit on it. I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm not going to quit on it. I'm praying every day. I'm not going to quit on it. I'm faithful to church. I'm not going to quit on it. This is the race of life that God has put us in, and we are to continue with endurance. But then Jesus is the example of what he asked us to do. Look at what he says in verse number 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, look at the next word, endured the cross. Continual endurance. Jesus was steadfast. He was faithful and up to the finish of his life, he practiced patience and long-suffering and steadfastness and long endurance, continuing endurance, stick-to-itiveness, where he kept on keeping on and he got to the finish line and then he was buried and he rose again. We're thankful for the truths of the gospel, aren't we? So let me say to you today, let's not have the tendency to quit when circumstances or maybe the people in life that God brings our way become difficult. Someone once said this, and I came across this as I was studying for this message, and I thought it was so good. They said this phrase, and maybe you've heard it before. It's just a short phrase, but boy, does it challenge us. The phrase says this, it's always too soon to quit. It's always too soon to quit. Never get to a place where you say, well, it's time to quit. No, nope, it's always too soon to quit. Today, it's not going to be your talent that gives you victory. It's not going to be your training that guarantees your victory, but it's going to be your perseverance to get to the finish line and not to quit. So don't lose heart. If you fall, what does the Bible say? We're to get up. Don't give up, but get up. Now the last thought, we're going to look at a couple verses and then finish off this message this morning. We said, number one, the power for patience. Number two, we said the persistence of patience. But then real quickly, I want you to notice this because this is the application and a few verses and we'll be done. The application this morning, the purpose of patience. God has a purpose of everything he's asked us to do. If he wants us to live in patience, there has to be a purpose behind it. God, why do you want me to be patient? There's, there's power. God, you've given me power for it. You, you, you've, you've allowed me to see that if I'm going to be patient and I'm going to be long-suffering, I'm going to have to have long endurance and be willing to wait when it comes to circumstances and people that are around me and diff difficult circumstances around me. But Lord, what is the purpose behind all of this? And we're going to give you a few verses and we'll be done. Look at James chapter 1 if you would. James chapter 1 and look at what he says in verse 3 and verse 4. We're going to give you a couple purposes for patience this morning and we'll finish. James chapter 1 verse 3 it says this. Knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience. 
I love what he says in verse number four. Listen to this with me if you would. But let patience have her perfect work. The idea of perfect is the word, is the word complete. Let patience have her perfect or her complete work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You say, well, what is the purpose of patience? Well, according to James chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it's to test our faith. When you are patient, when you're going through the difficulties of life, guess what it is testing and proving in your life that you have faith in God. That you're able to put your faith in God and patiently wait for Him as you deal with the circumstances and the difficulties and people that are around you that can be challenging at times. God says that's the patience that tests and builds our faith. But then look with me if you would really quickly at 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. And look at verse number 5 and then down to verse number 6. We're going to notice something else that is the purpose of patience this morning. Verse number 5, he says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Now look at verse 6. And to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness. The Bible teaches us here that patience is going to build our self-control. Look at what he says. He uses the word temperance there. He says to temperance, patience. Patience builds our self-control. Have you ever had times in your life where you've struggled with patience because you're not controlling yourself quite like you should be? It builds our self-control. But then you'll notice at the end of verse number 6, patience then does what? It produces godliness or it produces holiness in our life. When we're able to be patient, it is producing holiness, a godliness in our lives. You see why it's so important to be patient? You see the purposes of patience this morning? Then look with me if you would at two, uh, two more verses and we'll be done. Romans chapter 5, Brother Terry read this this morning. In Romans chapter 5, he read through two verses that are so important for us to remember when we think of the purpose of patience in our lives. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 3, it says this, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Now remember, you're going to go through tribulations in life. You're going to go through circumstances. You're going to go through difficulties. And by the way, as I talk about those today, I don't assume to know everything that everybody has to face. And you wouldn't be able to look at me and say, I assume to know everything that you have to face. So we're all facing things that we might not all understand about one another. But the truth is, look at verse number 3. He says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Now notice the process here. And patience experience and experience hope. So you say, all right, well, what did we see there? We saw the fact that this important character trait of patience in our life is a character trait of a Christian that is growing. When you're able to have patience in your life, it's a sign that you are growing as a child of God. Someone once said this about patience. They said that growing takes place best in the field of affliction. Think about that. Growth takes place best in the field of affliction. And by the way, all throughout Scripture, we see that to be true. That when our faith is tried, that's when we're really growing. That's when we're maturing. You think about the illustration of the fire on the gold and how it purifies the gold. God says that's what purifies us. That's what helps us as we're growing in the Lord to go through some circumstances that really are going to require our patience, our long endurance. Then look at, with me at one last verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'll read it for us in verse number 6. The Bible says this. 
And notice, by the way, while I'm reading this, notice 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 6 gives us the same thought. It, this is such an important character trait to help us to recognize growth in our life. Look at what it says, verse 6. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is, notice this, effectual in the, ador- in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for our consolation and salvation. Boy, comfort certainly helps us, but also afflictions that we go through, that helps us as well. And it helps us to grow, to be the Christian that God wants us to be. Someone said this about patience, and I have to stress or spell, I have to spell one of the words so you can make sure you understand it. They said this about patience. They said, patience is a character quality that carries a lot of weight, W-A-I-T. Patience carries a lot of weight, doesn't it? You've got to learn to wait on God. By the way, as David went through all of the struggles of journeying through the wilderness and having to hide in the caves, that was what led him to write the Psalms. And David, over and over again in the Psalms, he writes about the blessings of waiting on the Lord. God knows what's happening. We just have to be patient and we have to get to a place where we're not going to quit. Are you abounding in patience? Let me ask you by way of application this morning, as you deal with the circumstances, the people of life that are around you, do you have triumphing patience, courageous patience, conquering patience? Do you have waiting patience today? I trust that we'll be able to say that we're always abounding in patience. Father, I pray that as we've heard the word of God today, as it has encouraged us, as it has spoken to our hearts, that we would now 